Welcome to the Jordan and Kristen Rickard Show. The world is falling apart, but you don't have to. Join Jordan and Kristen as they discuss the challenges that face us in our decaying world every day. God has a plan for you to have victory and to be a light in the darkness. As the Bible says, those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Now, here's Jordan and Kristen. All right, good evening, everybody. Thanks for joining us. This is the Jordan and Kristen Show. Today's topic is going to be how I can tell if you're about to get divorced, which I know is not the most uplifting thing, but I think it's a very important topic, okay? But before we get to that, Kristen, why don't you pray for everybody? Absolutely. Well, thank you, God, that you have ordered our steps, and you have plans for our good, not to harm us, Lord, but you have plans to give us a hope and a future. God, we rely on you. You are the one that we turn to. When everything is confusing and we don't know where to go, we run into your arms. Lord, we thank you that you are there for us and that you know the way and you have already gone before us. Thank you, Lord, and thank you, God, for your victory. In Jesus' name, amen. And hooray. That is, I think, the seventh take we did so far of our introduction, and I'm very happy we've gotten through it. Not because of my prayer. (laughs) No, no, no. (laughs) All right, well, let's hope the next 10 minutes goes just as well. So, Kristen, you want to introduce today's topic? What do you think of today's topic? Why don't you start with that? Well, when you first told me you wanted to do that title, I was like, okay, that's an interesting title, but it makes sense since you are the preeminent divorce attorney in New Jersey. So you have a little bit of expertise in seeing those pitfalls, and I think that's where you're coming from. I don't don't know if I'm the preeminent one, but anyway, I think one time you described it as like I'm... a a marriage mortician or I do like marriage hospice. You know, you and I have been married two and a half years. I don't pretend to know everything there is to know about marriage. I think one of the great things I love about being married to you is I just learn something every day, which I'll explain more of in a second. Um, But I know way more than I want to about divorces, right? Like I've been doing this. I've been an attorney, I think almost 20 years. I have over a hundred cases at any given moment and I just see divorces constantly. So this is something I just want to very briefly talk about. And I can tell, and I, I was telling you this before, I can tell when somebody's going to get divorced when they're in my, not just because they're in my office, but just talking with them. Cause I'll ask, you know, how serious are you about this? And some people are more serious than others, but I, I always, I always ask this. I say, why is it that you're here? You know, what's, what's going on with the marriage? And the people who are, I know are going to get divorced are the ones who say things like this, like, Oh, my husband, he doesn't listen, or he's so controlling, or he's never there for me, me, or he's always away, or, or, you know, my wife, you know, she's not the way she used to be, and she's not affectionate anymore, and she doesn't agree with me, she undermines my authority. The commonality here, and we try to look for commonalities in anything, right? In, in drug addicts or alcoholics, we, we say, what's the commonality? The commonality in divorces is, in one, in one sense, they're all different, but in the other sense, if you ask somebody why they're getting divorced, it is always external. It's always, this is the problem with the other person. They never say to themselves, or they never say to me, well, here's how I'm failing the marriage. I'm not a good listener. I'm impatient. I'm impulsive. I need to grow. I haven't, I haven't fulfilled what I need to fill, f- fulfill as a spouse. Okay. They've, they've gone from, from being internal people, at least who I hope that one time they were, to who are looking at themselves and how they could have improved to rather just finding defects in other people. It's it's very interesting that you mention that because I feel like it's not just for marriages, it's for other relationships as well, right. that our society is so 
inward focused instead of outward focused. That we have to constantly be vigilant about this. And you know, there are. I things- think you mean outward focused instead of inward. Oh, did I say the opposite? <laughs> well, they're outward focused in a bad way, right? Because they're they're outward focused when it comes to being critical of other people. Yes. Right. Yes. And they're inward focused yes. when it comes to pleasing themselves. Right. And instead I meant- of instead of in the opposite, which is 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 how can I help other people and how can I improve myself? I obviously meant the opposite. Yeah. And you know, it's funny because and I I love like the five love languages and all of those things are really important for communication and all of those things, but I. I think sometimes you know that relationship status thing on Facebook mm-hmm. it's complicated there's it's complicated it's this web of things that are complicated but it's also simple in the sense that it was a cycle that was started and now one person gets offended and then the other person gets offended and really they just need to hug it out there needs to be a an understanding of a team we're the same team do you find that in divorces a lot of times Somewhere along the way, and it, obviously it's probably from the root of it is a sin, you know, whether it's adultery or anger or something like that, you know, do you find that it's they've stopped being a team or maybe, maybe they were never a team? Well, I'll go one step further than that. I don't even know that at the root of it is always necessarily a sin. I think that's kind of a misconception that it's all there's always has to be some kind of adultery or always has to be some kind of abuse or something like that. Uh, I, I think those things – are kind of easy to control and easy to protect against. What I think the mistake people make is they go into marriage knowing that marriage will be work, right? Because everyone says that. You ask a married person, if you're not married and you ask a married person what's it like, they'll say, well, marriage is a lot of work. But what they don't realize is the work shouldn't be you trying to fix the other person and fix that person's defects and and mold that person to what you need them to be. But rather, the work needs to be internal, which is an even harder kind. Right. And so what you have here is, is not so much people who have fallen into sin, although there's, believe me, there's plenty of that. Um, but I think that's almost secondary to the bigger problem, which is, you know, they're looking to fix the other person and gratify themselves instead of saying, well, how can I gratify the other person and fix myself? Mm-hmm. That's, that's what the real problem is. All the other things you're talking about, about, you know, kind of being neglectful, I think, of the spouse, um, or, you know, in an extreme cir- circumstance falling into adultery, I think that's incidental to the bigger problem, which is, is instead of improving themselves and trying to build themselves up and build up the marriage that way, they're more concerned with what is wrong with this other person and why am I not being gratified because of that? And I think if both, if both people are saying, how can I improve myself? How can I be a better husband? How can I be a better wife for the other person? That brings the unity and the symbiosis that you're talking about, the, the, the oneness that you're talking about. You know, I like what you said before about how I think, how you said it, it's applicable, I think, to other relationships. I was thinking about it in the context uh, also of a church, how it's very easy in a church context to become very critical. Critical of the pastor, critical of the, of the singer, right. critical of the person even next to you, which does nothing but bring in a spirit of division instead of saying more of, well, how can I, how can I be better serving this church and all of these people? And we know, we know the answer as, as Christians, we know the answer to all of this is whether it's in a relationship, in, in a marriage or in the church is to wake up every day and ask the Holy Spirit to fill you because once you're filled with that, then you can better serve others. Um, now, but I want to talk about, you know, there are people who are in a relationship, in a marriage and stuff. And it's like, what is that line? To me, there's that gray area. Okay. Of let you wanting to serve the other person, but let's say they're in a relationship where the person is not reciprocal. They're just mean. Do you, where's the point that you're like, I'm not going to become a doormat 
but I'm going to serve and honor God. I mean, that's a complicated issue. It, you, know, you know, it's it's something that you have to look at at a case-by-case basis. Look, I, I don't – this sounds so weird. I don't really believe in divorce. I mean, I know I'm a divorce attorney and I've struggled with that. You know I have. Um, God's and, put you there for a reason. Well, right. And we discuss this. I think how – I think God needs bright lights in, in dark places. You know, the first divorces I did and how I kind of reconciled myself this all involved very serious domestic violence. By the way, domestic violence victims, they're the one group of people who blame themselves. Right. But they're the ones that shouldn't be blaming themselves, right? right. It's, right. it's, well, I got him upset. I set him off and I, I, I deserved – I had it coming. It's like, no, 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 no. That's, that's wrong. So when you're talking about a domestic violence situation, my answer is – just get out, of course. because God God hates divorce, no, but He I'm hates talking, murder also. But I, yeah, and I, I hope everyone knows that. I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about where you're trying to be, and the person is not necessary. You know, there's no abuse involved, but they're just not playing with you. They're just kind of cold hearted and closed off to you. Where do you say, okay, I've given my, I've given my heart. Where do you say you just have to keep going back to God? I guess you know, just I not. Well, you have to. I mean, look again. If you're talking about sort of a non-abusive situation, you know, you've you've entered into marriage, and that's a lifetime commitment. And I think people are too quick to get out of it. Yeah. In, in general, uh, again, you should not imperil your health or anything like that. You shouldn't keep yourself at risk. But you have to just go back to God in in prayer and and. And seek his face earnestly and just say, God, I, this is beyond what I can control. But, you know, I know that you have the answer. I mean, you this is the same God who rose from the dead, who walked on water. Okay. You said if we have faith of a mustard seed, we can move mountains. So I know you can move this stubborn husband of mine. Oh, and by the way, in the meantime, God, please continue to show me what I can be doing better. Right, right. I just want to interject something. I was thinking. Is this is about how I'm a stubborn husband? You're not a stubborn Good. husband. No, I, just, no, I, I said was... stubborn husband. Like a light bulb went off in your head. Like <laughs> no. ah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna zing this one now. No, I bump was... set spike. I, I don't know why, but I thought when I got married to you, <laughs> this is so funny. I thought we would be fighting a lot more. What? Like I thought that that was what you did. I don't know. Like I thought you'd get closer by, you know, kind of a heated discussion, as I call it, heated fellowship. And then you get closer. So when I say fighting, I really mean like a heated discussion, like that we'd be having heated discussions all the time. And mm-hmm. when we got married and I saw that we weren't really – I was like, are we on okay? Because we're not having enough heated discussions. And I just want to say that I, I guess it just depends on the couple. You know, this is – again, this is a gray area. It's not black and white for everybody. How often should you have heated discussions? I mean, do you see that a lot with these couples or do they not talk enough? It's funny because if you ask my if you ask my dad the secret to a successful marriage, he says it's communication. And if you ask my mom the secret to a successful marriage, she says it's biting her tongue, right? And the, those people have been married, you know, 45, 46 both, years both now. Both are my parents. Your parents have been married 46 years. My parents all 50 years this year. Yeah. So we come from that so, line. So there's no secret sauce. I mean, you know, what I would say is that marriage is about oneness. The Bible talks about the two becoming one flesh, and we think about that in, I think, sexual terms, but it really, I think, is, um, you can think of it in spiritual terms. It's not me and it's not you. It's us. The marriage is itself its own living, breathing organism. So and it, 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 and the way that you create that oneness 
is you have to grow together. You grow individually in order to grow together, and you grow with God, and that's the idea. As long as the two of you are growing on your spiritual journey, that's really the glue that holds everything together. All right, so we listen, we got 42 seconds. Can you uh, pray over all these people? I know I hate to end it abruptly, but we got to I know. We're having so much here. fun here talking about this stuff. Well, thank you, Jesus. Thank you that, as I said earlier in this episode, that you have given us, Lord, all things in, in you. And I just feel that it's really on my heart for somebody today, God, that if this person is confused, I just want to reiterate it and say it again, that God, you have ordered their steps. Whoever needs to hear that today, God, you are in control. Thank you, Lord, that you're in control of our marriages, of our children, of our families, of our lives, of our careers. You're in control, so we give it all to you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us. I hope this has helped you a little bit. Uh, We'll see you next week. Until then, this has been Jordan and Kristen. As always, be blessed and be a blessing. Absolutely. We have five more seconds if you want to say anything. You have the best wife ever? I have the best wife ever. (laughs) The best husband ever. Amen. See you next week. (laughs) Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to follow Jordan and Kristen Ministries on Facebook, YouTube, and iTunes. And remember to tune in next week and every week on Tuesdays at 845 on WMCA The Mission, AM 570 and FM 102.3. Amazing grace.